0: Welcome to It's All Your Fault on True Story FM, the one and only podcast dedicated to helping you identify and deal with the most challenging situations, those involving someone who may have a high conflict personality. I'm Megan Hunter, and I'm here with my co host, Bill Eddy.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: We are the co-founders of the High Conflict Institute in San Diego, California. In this episode, we just couldn't resist talking about the slap heard around the world, about Will Smith at the Oscars, and uh, basically, we're going to discuss whether Will Smith may have a high conflict personality, um, or was this just a one-off situation caused by stress or something else, or will we ever know? But first, a couple of notes. If you have a question about a high conflict situation or person, send them to podcast at highconflictinstitute.com or on our website at highconflictinstitute.com slash podcast. You can find all the show notes and links at highconflictinstitute.com slash podcast as well. Please give us a rate or review and tell your friends, colleagues or family about us, especially if they're dealing with a high conflict situation. We're very grateful. Now let's talk high conflict. For those who don't know, um, although you've probably been living in a cave if you haven't heard about the Will Smith slap that was heard around the world, um, there's an incident that took place at the Academy Awards when uh, the actor Will Smith caused quite a scene. So a quick recap, basically the comedian Chris Rock was on stage uh, presenting an award, I think for Best Documentary or something like that, um, and he was... Doing what he was hired to do, which is to make a joke. So he made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, who's also an actress and is married to actor Will Smith. Um, unbeknownst to Chris Rock, uh, the joke that he made was about her uh, hair, you know, her lack of hair. And he didn't realize or know that she had um, a medical condition that causes her to, you know, have a lack of hair. Basically, Will Smith didn't like the joke, and even though he laughed at first, when he looked over at his wife, he kind of stopped laughing when he noticed she wasn't laughing and didn't appear to be too happy about it. Um, And he got up, went on stage, and slapped Chris Rock right on live television in front of millions of people. And he went, turned around, sat back down, and uh, Chris Rock, I think, said something else like oh, my goodness, (laughs) sort of a a shocking moment. And uh, Will Smith said, yelled to him as loud as he could, keep my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth. And Chris Rock, you know, uh, said, hey, dude, it was just a a G.I. Jane movie joke. (laughs) Uh, Will responded not so great to that by saying the same statement again, keep my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth, to which... Chris Rock responded with a statement that said, "I'm going to okay, all right, so that's kind of what happened, and it, it it's really caused a lot of controversy, so we're going to talk about this today and kind of dissect it um, I, you know i I was out training um giving some trainings when this was happening, and it was really a, a great training tool, because everybody had heard about this or seen it on the Oscars, and um, we were able to kind of dissect whether there might have been some high-conflict attributes to this situation. So, Bill, what what are your thoughts?
1: I think a a few different levels about this. Uh, One of the things that we talk about, the patterns of high-conflict people, is preoccupation with blaming others all-or-nothing thinking, unmanaged emotions, and extreme behavior, doing things that 90% of people would never do. And we used to say you have to see a pattern of behavior over time to see if they kind of have high-conflict behavior. But if they do repeatedly have high-conflict behavior, then it must be part of their personality. Then we realized maybe five, six years ago that some people, just one behavior, can tell you there's a very high likelihood this is a high-conflict person because 90% of people would never do that behavior. And so it really stands out. But the people who would do that behavior are people who have done other behaviors that would support that happening. And so when this happened, I thought to myself, you know, 90% of Oscar uh, nominees (laughs) don't go up and slap their uh, colleagues in the middle of a joke. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking, now, I wonder what is his ongoing pattern of behavior. And first of all, I want to say a couple things, and that is I really like Will Smith in his movies, and I've seen, I think, all the Men in Black movies, and I saw King Richard, the one he won an award for. And so I like, I like what I see of him. But I also know that we always have to realize that there's a lot of unseen behavior that goes on with very charming, wonderful people, as well as our neighbors, as well as our colleagues, as well as the people we date, things like that. And so this would be the kind of situation if I needed to deal with him, I would certainly be researching, what's the history here? Is there a pattern of things kind of like this? And what was interesting is the way he strolled up onto the stage, um, looked like someone, a determined person. We didn't know what, why he was suddenly on the stage. And then he slaps Chris Rock. And then I don't think he said anything at that point, walks back down to his seat and then yells at him. And there was just something about the calm nature of going up to slap him that made me think, you know this this is probably not the first person he's slapped in his life and so if i had to for example work on a show with him or something like that i'd want to i'd want to know more because we do know that some very famous uh popular people can also have um dangerous behavior so it made me th- it made me curious to look for patterns Um, but also I want to say, don't make assumptions. And even if there are patterns that it doesn't mean you're going to try to change the person, you're going to change how you deal with the person. So for example, I probably, if I was working with him, would not make any jokes, um, just to be safe.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Um, so I did do a little background, uh, investigation to see if, if there, you know, had been a, any history of this. And of course, you know, what you read in in the media might not be absolutely true. So it's, it's, uh, you know, I haven't seen evidence, but what I did read was that there'd been at least one incident where he'd slapped a member of the paparazzi who was kind of driving him crazy, um, got under his skin a little bit. And it, it turns out this, per, this, this photographer was um, known, a known, Um, kind of instigator and really like to get under the skin of of, uh, public figures. So I think probably if, if this is all true, uh, that Will did slap him, um, he might've been provoked and I'm not, I'm not sure. But again, 90% of other actors probably didn't slap this, this photographer. And then uh, uh, that was the only incident of of physical violence I found. Um, But, I guess something came out about his wife saying that she really did not want to marry him and really cried a lot on the day she got married to him. And it sounded almost like a forced wedding that because she was pregnant, her parents wanted her to get married. Now, again, this is I don't have any evidence of this. It's just what we've read, um, you know, in, in the media. So, you know, maybe there's something there. We don't know for sure
1: yeah I think the big the big thing talking about this is it's always fun to gossip about um you know movie stars and stuff like that, but I think it's helpful as a public example of something that usually people don't know because you don't see public behavior and so it's 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 a reminder that when you work with people when you date people, et cetera that you may not know really what's what's hidden behind a very friendly, charming uh surface. And and some people really aren't who they seem on the surface. Um he's 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 certainly gotten this far, so my guess is he's he's generally, you know, a pretty reasonable person. But people may have a short temper, and that may become dangerous at some At some points. And so the key thing about what to do once you spot a potential pattern of high conflict behavior is to adapt what you do. Don't label them, don't give them a diagnosis publicly, and we're not doing that. Um, But also recognize this might be someone with a high-conflict pattern of behavior, which, by the way, is not a diagnosis. And therefore, I'm going to adapt what I do. I'm not going to, first of all, I'm not going to focus on the past. I'm not going to say, hey, Will, what happened that night? Uh, (laughs) I'm going to steer clear of that. Um, But also not try to look for insight. With a person that may be a high conflict person, because that seems to be one of the areas that that triggers unnecessarily, and instead look at what are your choices, what can you do now what how you know if a conflict arose with someone you had concerns about, focus on let's look at what we can do now rather than challenging their past behavior, also not trying to Uh, emotionally challenge them, because what we find is high-conflict people often have a harder time managing their emotions. And so you don't want to focus on emotions, because then they're they're more at risk of having negative emotions and attaching them to you. So we we talk about four things not to do. Don't try to give them insight into themselves. Don't focus on the past. Don't have emotional confrontations or really focus on emotions. Really try to focus on thinking and doing. And, of course, don't label them as having a personality disorder or high-conflict personality. And because if you're in a relationship with someone like that, You're, you're really preparing yourself to be uh, the recipient or the target of blame of their anger for quite a long time, months, sometimes years. Now, I want to make sure we get to Chris Rock. So yeah,
0: that's where I was headed next. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's one thing to you know if you had to work with an individual like this on a future project, you know, you, it would be you know you you'd have that time to think about what would I do if I were in a situation like this. But what do you do? You know, I, it, when we're in a situation in the moment, that's what's really hard to to predict what you would do because no one in the world would have predicted that will Smith would come on stage and, and slap Chris Rock right so you know Chris Rock handled it incredibly incredibly well to be on on live television in front of so many people uh, I, I I would imagine that some might have Either run away, or some might have hit back, or pushed back, or called security. And instead, what I observed was Chris Rock calming the whole situation. Um, so he he made two statements after Will Smith shouted at him from his seat.
1: He made a statement that Will Smith just some expletive hit me.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then and then when when Will Smith said, you know, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Then he made a joke. So that it was a joke about the movie, which I think in that moment, like that was a, a spectacular that he could even think of a joke because a lot of people would probably be in fight or flight and he was at least able to make a joke. However, that didn't seem to calm Will down.
1: Yeah. And then I guess he, he said, um, again, the same statement Will Smith said. And then uh, Chris Rock calmly and seeming with empathy said i'm going to okay
0: right it was exactly that so the first response was a G.I. jane joke about you know the movie and the second was i'm going to okay and and i watched the the video a couple times and i noticed that his body and his face were turned directly to will he was looking at him right in his eyes and he had his, a very calm tone of voice and he said i'm going to okay um and it was said with a slight tinge of firmness as well which i was very impressed with so let's break down these two responses the first one was a joke and it it didn't get will to calm instead he said the same thing again so why did or didn't why didn't that work so well
1: well it, it really varies. you know. We, t- we teach giving people ear statements that show empathy, attention, and respect in words, in your tone of voice, face, hand gestures, all of that. And that when someone's angry with you, you can give them an ear statement. And a lot of people say, I shouldn't have to. If they're being rude or nasty to me, I should be able to be rude and nasty back to them. And I'll say, well, it's, it's always up to you, but the whole situation may be much different if you're able to not just mirror that bad behavior and to stay with empathy, attention, respect with your words and your body language. And it seems like what he said the first time was trying to be humorous to, to deflect it And Will Smith wasn't ready for any more humor, and that's when he said, you know, he said, keep keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth or whatever.
0: That was it. (laughs) That was exactly it. (laughs) Yes.
1: And uh, then he just seriously, like you said, looked him in the eyes and said, I'm going to, okay. And that's exactly how you can deliver an ear statement as with sincerity with empathy um you know i'm 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 with you on this, got it, you know instead of defending himself or saying, "You piece of crap, why'd you do this exactly, exactly, and people would have totally understood i mean if he had hauled off and just slapped him right back if he had said something really nasty and he he just demonstrated what we teach we should probably try to get that clip for our trainings is how to respond <laughs> oh, to under high pressure con- under pressure to high conflict behavior and how an ear statement in in word and body language can can really calm down a situation and and it did calm down the whole room and i think you know, Chris Rock gets a lot of credit and it made me think, you know, I'll bet he might not be a high conflict person. He might be someone who's able to, to not get hooked into, I've got to prove a point and I've got to defend this and that. Because one of the key things about dealing with high conflict people is realizing you don't need to defend yourself because it's not about you. When someone acts in an outrageous manner towards you. I mean, you have to physically protect yourself. So if he stayed there and kept hitting him like a punching bag, you want to just get out of there. That's the number one priority. But otherwise, by calming yourself, the other person is going to calm down 90% of the time. And that's what we've seen. And that's how that whole scene also calmed down because it was when Will Smith was back in his seat that he yelled yelled that same phrase two times and so when the second time Chris Rock looks at him with empathy and sincerity and says, you know, I'm I'm going to okay is it satisfied the moment you know with with that many people watching it would have been so easy for him to yell something back, to escalate, to run off the stage, to ask for the police, or, or, or something. And instead, he just calmed the moment. And that's so important that anybody can try to calm the moment with someone who's being, acting high conflict. Whether he has a pattern of that, we still don't know. But acting high conflict and calming the moment is possible. And it it takes a while for us to teach people this because they go, well, that's not right or that's not fair or whatever. But when someone's that extreme, it's not about you. You want to figure out how do I calm this moment rather than how do I teach the other person a lesson, which is what you see in TV and the movies. But in real life, that doesn't usually work.
0: Doesn't work at all. (laughs) Um, All right. So now let's kind of shift into what happened next. Uh, shortly thereafter, Will Smith received the Oscar for best actor. Now I've heard, you know, some say that he, it should, he should not have received it. He should have been taken out right away. And from what I've read, he was asked to leave and refused to leave. So let's break that that down a little bit. Um, do you suppose he was just so hopped up still at that point that he just, you know, said, "I'm, I'm not leaving
1: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't hear about that he was asked to leave. I don't know if an official or police or security or whatever. Um, But my sense was that the whole world, including Chris Rock and Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, that it just happened and, and it was so kind of shocking and out of the ordinary that the only thing to do was carry on. And I think Will Smith just carried on, and his wife just carried on, and Chris Rock just carried on, and the audience just carried on. And I remember thinking, and, and I go, other people wonder this too, was that, was that an act? And I was thinking, you no, know, I, I really don't, it didn't have the vibe of an act, and it didn't fit in anything. And I, I thought, you know, I think that that was real and that's going to have repercussions, but I don't know what they are. But but that's what happens when you're shocked with high conflict behavior. You, you just you're so thrown off by it that you're immobilized. And if you can give an ear statement, you might give an ear statement. And if the first doesn't work, you give a second. And the second doesn't work, you try to change the subject or change the situation. I, I think it, it just shocks people. And frankly, part of what we teach, I think, is you, you want to respond as quickly as you can, like with an ear statement. And that unfortunately, nowadays, you need to be prepared for things like this to happen more often. And, you know, I've been flying a lot lately and I'm so glad to say I haven't seen any passenger punch a flight attendant, but I've been concerned because you see that on TV. Now you see this at the Oscars that, that public violence seems to be on the rise and, and it's not a good thing. I think it has a lot to do with the pandemic, people being cooped up, but cooped up with television sets, showing them people punching out people in public. And unfortunately, you get more of what you pay attention to.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we're hearing everywhere we go that, you on know, from people calling our, our, our company and asking for help, is that, you know, conflict is really on the rise, and particularly in... Well, yeah, I mean, we've all seen it on flights uh, on the news, but also in the education arena, um just kind of everywhere. and last week i was i I think I took about five or six different flights in the last two weeks. and uh, you know, I didn't see any unruly behavior, thankfully. However, I was in uh, having lunch in Boulder, Colorado, and a customer went up to the counter um, and just, Really yelled loudly at the staff at you know it was a, a pizza place, um, very upset that someone had upset his wife and he was in kind of the same situation. You 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 offended my wife and she's blah, blah 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 and just yelled and yelled. Um, and I was kind of turning around and straining my ear to to hear what the res- what the response was. But eventually they were able to calm him and and he went away. But you um, it, it's, I guess, unfortunately, maybe not as unusual to see that kind of behavior now. So another question about if it is true that he was asked to leave the stage and didn't, um, what do you think, I mean, we talk a lot about consequences in our work, and it seemed like his bad behavior was validated by being allowed to stay, you know, to get kind of get to dictate those terms, if that is indeed what happened. And then to win the Oscar a few minutes later, and be allowed to come on the stage, after, you know, assaulting someone, you know, and and to be able to make a speech. And and I recall reading uh, a statement by O.J. Simpson, who said, look, if I'd have done this, I would have been, I think he said he'd been put in, Prison for life, like because of his terms of his parole, or mm. you know, um, that kind of thing. So, so one guy, you know, would go to prison for life. The other guy would
1: get an Oscar, you know, win
0: an Oscar, and <laughs> and get to make a speech.
1: Yeah, well, I think we talk a lot about consequences, and I think there absolutely needed to be consequences. I don't know if it meant he needed not to get his Oscar or he meant had to leave at the time, but something needed to happen. And what's interesting is a lot of, a lot of my thinking in workplace, especially um, high-conflict situations, is coaching, is somebody needs to be, and that's what I thought to myself, you know, he probably has a high-conflict pattern and needs to be coached on it. And that would be the ideal outcome, this behavior change would come out of this situation. I was, in a sense, saddened to see that being banned from the academy for 10 years or volunteering to drop out of the academy, we think of that as, you know, logical consequences, but it doesn't change behavior. And I think we have to see that as as such a high priority today because you can't just shut down everybody who's had had a bad behavior moment or maybe even has a pattern of bad behavior. I mean, the future of society needs to be that people improve their behavior. And to me, that would have been if they said, okay, he's got to go to anger management for six months. That may be what really is, is what he needs. Um, because people around him, he's not going to act different with whatever his pattern of behavior. I think he's, I don't remember his age. He's in his fifties, I think. So he's yeah, not, gonna, think so. yeah, he's not going to just stop like a switch doing things like that. If he's, got a pattern and again i keep saying if (laughs) he does um but in my mind that would have been that really would have been the ideal and for him to say yes i need help and i'm going to go get it
0: and and you know maybe he did i i read read a quote it's in front of me um I I think it was from his Oscars, his acceptance speech, where he said, in this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling me to do and be in this world. Um, And he also references uh, Richard Williams from the movie, who was a fierce defender of his family. So he kind of likened himself to Richard Williams. Um, So I... Uh, I I don't know if if maybe that second statement about at this time in my life, this moment, I'm overwhelmed and what I'm to be and do in this world. Maybe he's going through something. So if we look at this from like if we could get inside Will's head and his heart, you know, in that those moments, you know, I, none of us will ever know truly what he was feeling. But I think he was probably feeling some sense of out of control. Yeah, Right? And that's not a good feeling.
1: (laughs) Well, what's interesting is someone like him, the sense I got from his speech as well and, and his movie career is my sense is he's someone who's very much in control and maybe more tightly in control than the average person. And so when something like this happens, it's like it's a little explosion. And sometimes people who are too tightly controlled have these little explosions, but also that, that a moment of embarrassment and humiliation, my, my sense is that he realized that there's something really, this was, this was a bad, bad thing to do. And something's going to come down because of it. On the other hand, I think that he's a pretty in touch person and that, I think he realized I got to do something here. I just, my, my feeling, especially in, and I keep thinking of this as a workplace conflict. And I, I, I don't know if Oscars is rightfully called a workplace, but that in many ways, you know, I've been asked to with like high tech companies and such, should we fire this employee because they did this thing? And this thing itself wasn't, it was bad, but wasn't, like like this wasn't no one got injured but is there a pattern of behavior and if there is can you change that pattern of behavior with coaching and then you'll know whether you need to fire them now if he went in an extended fistfight there then you know that just may be grounds for firing right there but in in a way to me Someone that's at that stage with that exceptional behavior, give them some coaching, see if they can change, and then decide. And it doesn't have to be long. It can be three to six to eight sessions of coaching. I might plug that we have new ways for work coaching as a method we develop for people who need to get back on track, and that some you see get back on track and some don't. And so that's, that's better than just go to the full punishment, 10 year exclusion. And, and that, I mean, that may be appropriate too, but I, I would hope for our future, since we're influencing behavior through our media in negative ways and people are acting worse, as we've been saying, we also need to find ways to change behavior for the better and that's, that's I want to get that in there. <laughs> yep.
0: Well good. Well I I think uh you know wrapping this up it's 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 clear that you know, this was not his best moment. <laughs> and it, it really, it was a really great moment for Chris Rock in terms of how he responded it, to it and how he handled it, both in the moment and after afterwards, you know, there was no bad-mouthing uh, Will Smith. And I, I think he was a real class act. And I think, yeah, I read he, he had some, some struggles as a, a young person with his own anger. So, he, you know, he, he may have some pretty good empathy for, for Will. You know, I, I don't know that, but perhaps it's there. Next week, you'll want to join us as we talk to a special guest, Amanda Smith of Hope for BPD, who is the author of The Dialectical Behavior Uh, therapy wellness planner and the borderline personality disorder wellness planner Uh, she's just a fantastic human and she'll be talking about borderline personality disorder both for those who struggle with it and also separately than for their family members um, who really need to learn you know the skills we talk about a lot Um, which one of them is what you've heard bill say many times calming upset people with an ear statement which by the way we'll have the link to that book in um, in the show notes so uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week and uh, if you have any questions about anything to do with high conflict just send them to podcast at highconflictinstitute.com or submit them to highconflictinstitute.com slash podcast tell all your friends about us and we'd be grateful if you'd leave a review wherever you listen to us until next week have a great one and keep learning about high conflict behavior so you can avoid it in your life or manage it or influence it. It's all your fault is a production of True Story FM. Engineering by Andy Nelson. Music by Wolf Samuels, John Coggins, and Ziv Moran. Find the show, show notes, and transcripts at TrueStory.fm or highconflictinstitute.com slash podcast. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show.